America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. The little boy that cried wolf. It's a nursery rhyme our parents read to us to teach us the value of only telling the truth. That we would be prejudged and not taken at our word if we lived a less than truthful life. On April 18, 2011, a woman was indicted for the murder of her live-in boyfriend. This was a woman that everyone knew. Because just years before, her name was in every newspaper and on every newscaster's lips for an accusation that was later deemed as her crying wolf. This story isn't like our typical daily murder story, but it's one worth knowing. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Crystal Gale Mangum, born July 18, 1978, grew up in Durham, North Carolina. In 1996, Crystal filed a report with police stating that three years earlier when she was 14, she was kidnapped by five men and raped. One of these men was her boyfriend, who was 21 at the time. As the investigation began, Crystal quickly backed away from the charges out of, according to relatives, fear for her life. After graduating that same year, she joined the U.S. Navy, where she met and married Kenneth Nathaniel McNeil. The marriage quickly soured due to, according to Crystal, her husband's threats on her life. She served in the Navy for less than two years before she got pregnant by a fellow soldier and was discharged. By 2002, Crystal was back in Durham and working as an exotic dancer. That same year, she was arrested on 10 charges of stealing a taxi cab from a customer. There was a police pursuit that ended only when Crystal hit a patrol car. At the time of the chase, she had a blood alcohol content of just over twice the legal limit. She pled guilty and served three weekends in jail and paid $4,200 in restitution. Things weren't going the way she planned, and in 2004, in an effort to take control of her life, Crystal got her associate's degree in police psychology and enrolled full-time at North Carolina Central University. The problem was, as many of us know, college is expensive. So Crystal made ends meet by continuing to work as a dancer and on occasion taking private gigs. One of these private events would land Crystal on the front page of almost every newspaper. On March 13, 2006, Crystal was called to a house party being held by the Duke University lacrosse team. The party was intended to be compensation for the team having to remain on campus during spring break, and they called an agency and asked for two white strippers. The team pooled their money to pay for the entertainment, and they began drinking while waiting for the girls to arrive. When the two women knocked on the door, the team was a little angry that the agency sent over two girls who were not what they ordered. Crystal Mangum was black, and her partner for the night, Kim Mira Pittman, was biracial. 
Crystal, by her own admission, consumed alcohol and a muscle relaxant before arriving at the home, something that contributed to the night's events. At some point, one of the players asked if the girls had any sex toys. To that, Kim asked if his penis was too small. He responded by brandishing a broomstick and suggested that she use that as a sex toy. This evolved into an argument and both girls shut themselves in the home's bathroom. After some time, Crystal came from the bathroom and roamed into the yard half-dressed and shouting. She was eventually coaxed back into the house and the two girls separated. Now, this is where stories differ. According to Crystal, the men dragged her into the bathroom, raped, beat, and choked her for a half an hour. They were angry that the women, who weren't what they asked for in the first place, performed for such a short time and didn't feel it was worth their money. At some point, the police were called and Crystal was taken to a local drug and mental health center, where, while being committed, she claimed that she was raped at the party. Thus began a media frenzy full of politics, issues with DNA, lack of evidence, changing testimony, and racial undertones. In the end, there was no official trial. It never made it out of the pre-trial stages. And the three players implicated received $20 million each in a settlement with Duke, and Crystal was branded a liar and made a pariah in her community. Many believe she should have ended up in prison, and before long, those people got their wish. On April 17, 2010, Durham police were called to Crystal's residence by her nine-year-old daughter. When they arrived, they found her and her live-in boyfriend, Milton Walker, fighting. She had set his clothing on fire in their bathtub, and she was eventually charged with attempted murder, first-degree arson, assault and battery, identity theft, communicating threats, damage to property, resisting an officer, and misdemeanor child abuse. She was released on bond, but made to wear an ankle monitor and was only allowed to visit her children under supervision. She was arrested again in August of 2010 for failure to comply with these restrictions. Her life was spiraling all over again, and on April 3, 2011, it would reach a terrible climax. That morning, Reginald Reggie Day came to his nephew's home bleeding profusely. He called 911 and the 46-year-old was taken to a hospital while police were dispatched to investigate. When they arrived at the home he shared with Crystal Mangum, they were greeted with broken furniture, overturned tables, shattered glass, and a bloody hallway. The bathroom door was off of its hinges and the home was in such a level of destruction that police believed there had to be a second victim. But the only person stabbed was Reggie after an argument that made Crystal snap. Once again, the name Crystal Mangum was splashed on all of the newspapers after her arrest on April 3, 2011. She was charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. A charge that was, 10 days later, changed to murder when Reginald Day died in the hospital due to his injuries. She was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to serve a minimum of 14 years and two months in prison. For many, the ones who believed the Duke boys, this was karmic justice. Crystal Mangum was finally in jail. The little girl who cried wolf was locked up. But for those who believed Crystal, this was a tragic story of a girl who could not rise again after reporting her attackers. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. 
Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on April 19th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.